0: Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight, community advocate Justin Rudd, as we continue our 25th anniversary year. Straight Talk is brought to you in part by the Port of Long Beach, a leader in international trade and environmental stewardship. And the Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Scan Health Plan, for your health and independence. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We have a wonderful show for you tonight featuring uh, Justin Rudd, a community advocate. And Justin, welcome to our show. Thank you.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Usually when I invite a guest, I know what title to give him, but uh, with Justin, uh, he's all over the map, and we decided uh, Community Advocate would be the best name. So uh, uh, welcome to our show, and uh, Justin, as some of you may know, was uh, grew up in Alabama. He came to Long Beach 19 years ago, and what a difference for Long Beach, Justin. Uh, uh, let's explore some of the things that you've been involved with, and uh since it's Thanksgiving season, let's start with the Long Beach Turkey Trot, which yeah. you originated.
1: So the Turkey Trot is a 5K, 10K run or walk on Thanksgiving morning. We get about 5,000 runners and walkers on the, the paths at the beach. We have three start times, seven o'clock, 8, 30, and 10 o'clock. And we raise about $150,000 for my nonprofit organization that morning.
0: Fantastic. Yes. Do you want a good Thanksgiving joke? You can tell your sure. friends. How do you keep a turkey in suspense? I have no idea. <laughs> Tell you later. That's okay, okay. You use it at family gatherings. Okay. Now, you have an affinity for bulldogs and uh, Rosie's Dog Beach is another yeah. one of your ventures.
1: Right, I started Rosie's Dog Beach about 15 years ago. Rosie was my bulldog at the time and we were living a block away from the beach and it was not legal to have a dog on the beach and other people were not using it. The beach was a little more dirty than it used to, than it is now and i wanted to be able to take her over there and play you could go to huntington dog beach but i wanted to be able to do it in my own backyard so i went down to the library downtown and found this code that allows dogs on the beach during a special event so i held a special (laughs) event and on sunday afternoon that june we had about 500 dogs show up for a four-hour period and we proved to the city over 21 consecutive months of those special events that dogs could Uh, run and have a lot of fun with their their people, bring people to the beach,
0: and it would be clean and safe at the end of the day. It sounds like uh, law school might be in order for you with that kind (laughs) of research. Yes. And then Riley's Red Wagon Book Swap.
1: Right. So my friend had a book swap on Cherry Avenue near 7th Street and I said, that's a great idea. She had about 100 or so books out there every day. And I said, I want to do that, but do it in Belmont Shore. So when Riley passed away, my bulldog, I put my red wagon or his red wagon. He used to ride around in the red wagon when he was older and couldn't get around so well and then I put the wagon on my front lawn and put, filled it with our books and said, you can come and take a book and leave a book and people did that and it just has grown. Now it's about 450 books every
0: day and we have about 50 or 60 books that come in and go out every day. And you were in the news recently with that red wagon because apparently it moved to Second Street. Well, um, there was someone that had seen a
1: wheelchair not being able to get past on the sidewalk. Um, and. I, I think there's plenty of space, and, but perhaps that, at, there was a time that day where someone couldn't get by. And so we ended up just moving it um, three and a half feet, so it's just three and a half feet further than where it was there on the corner of the Toledo at Corona in Belmont Shore. But
0: it's still there?
1: It's still there, yes. We poured a, uh, a slab of concrete just three and a half feet further, and it's
0: still there. So we had Rosie the Bulldog and Riley the Bulldog and right. now you have POTUS. Yes, POTUS the Bulldog. Which I think many of our viewers know stands for... It means President of the United States. Now how did that all come about? <laughs>
1: um, you know when you when you get a dog and you want to name it you just want to come up with something cool. I wanted a, a name that nobody else had. I'd never heard of anybody else named POTUS and just wanted something that's kind of fun and I that's the one
0: we settled on, so I love it. <laughs> do these ideas just float into your head? You already mentioned a couple of suggestions, but do these things just come into your head? The, yes, they do. Um,
1: like in the middle of the night, oftentimes I'll wake up and just start thinking about stuff. That's how I created the Bulldog Beauty
0: Contest, and it happens a The what? Ever.
1: The Bulldog Beauty Contest. Now,
0: Bulldogs are not beautiful by common.
1: <laughs> by well, to, to, to me, they're very beautiful. Um, and we get about 200-something Bulldogs on on Valentine's weekend.
0: It's the world's (laughs) largest gathering of English Bulldogs in Long Beach. (laughs) I just think of Winston Churchill when I see a Bulldog. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Okay. Well, we'll be continuing this fascinating discussion, but first we have to pause for these messages. We're back continuing a conversation with a fascinating gentleman, community advocate Justin Rudd. Justin, uh, you also originated the monthly beach cleanup. Tell us about that.
1: Yes, so 17 and a half years ago, I was running, I still run, but I was running on the beach and I was jumping over piles of trash, literally jumping over piles of trash that had washed ashore from the Los Angeles River and the San Gabriel River. And I wanted to do something about it. The city was not able to pick up fast enough and keep up with the amount of trash. So I said to some friends, I was teaching a beach boot camp at the time, and I said to them, can you come and join me Saturday at 10 o'clock after we do our boot camp? And 12 of my friends showed up. And at the end of that day, we we cleaned for 30 minutes. And at the end of that day, I said, can you come back the next month, on the third Saturday of the month at 10 o'clock, same time, same place, and bring your friends? And they did. And the next month, they brought their friends. And we just... uh, I've been doing it for 17 and a half years. Rain or shine, we're there. You
0: just pick up garbage on the beach and throw it into trash cans.
1: Yes, Um, we pick up a lot of styrofoam because styrofoam floats down the rivers, Um, fast food packaging, plastics, a lot of drinking straws. Sometimes we'll find uh, bounce house balls like at Burger King or McDonald's, those red, green or blue balls. Um, basketballs, we find all kinds of things out there. And I
0: can't resist, you say, this follows a boot camp. What is the boot camp?
1: I taught beach boot camp in Long Beach. It's called Sand Challenge um, every Saturday and Sunday morning for 11 years. And it was just a one-hour class where we would get about 20 or 30 men and women who would just work out together. So I would lead them through running and running stairs and push-ups and sit-ups and squats and lunges. And I still teach at the Belmont Athletic Club. I teach three classes a week body sculpting. Body sculpting, yes. So, it is. Um, it's you know light hand weights. The same same exercises, but in a classroom. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
0: I can't resist this. Uh, the Long Beach touch a truck now. Think for a second. What would you think touch a truck involves? Here's the answer. <laughs> so back in Alabama,
1: uh, nearby where I grew up, there was a, an event called Touch A Truck. And I decided to bring that to Long Beach. There are now Touch A Trucks all over the country. Ours, I think, is... I think by far the largest one that's out there we get more than 100 vehicles we park them all in the parking lot at granada avenue so it's about um 110 120 trucks like big rigs and fire trucks and police cars and ambulances and trash trucks and street sweepers um recycle trucks off um off-road racing trucks there's even um Some off road racing cars, and then we get some motorcycles. So kids get to sit in the driver's seats, they get to honk the horns. Wow. Yeah, adults do too. We get about 12,000 spectators.
0: It's an event that we co sponsor with Susie Price's office. Amazing, amazing. Uh, And your nonprofit owns and operates the Miss Long Beach pageant. Now I always thought that was part of the Junior Chamber of Commerce. It was, the JC started that back in 1950 and they
1: had it up until about six or seven years ago. So my nonprofit took it over and we now have the pageant. So it's Miss Long Beach, Miss Teen Long Beach, Little Miss Long Beach, Mrs. Long Beach. So we added Little Miss and Mrs. Ours is, our Little Miss is a natural pageant. So they're not allowed to do any hair, uh, hair extensions, no makeup. Um, no glitter, um, no fake teeth. Um, well, years ago,
0: job. I was asked to be a judge of uh, the Miss Long Beach pageant yes. and also then the Miss California pageant. So, right. And I know how seriously the, the gals take uh, the competition. And, they do. Uh, uh, you know... Uh, it's, it, it's more than beauty, it's it's intelligence and they they need to demonstrate a certain amount of poise and, and I think skill in some area.
1: Absolutely. Ours is not a beauty pageant, it's just we call it a pageant. Um, beauty is, they're not judged by that anywhere. They're all beautiful women um, who compete, beautiful on the inside and on the outside. And they're able to champion some cause that they might have for the year. Perhaps it's breast cancer or HIV AIDS. Sure. Or arts education, something like that. But then they also attend uh, many of our uh, com- my community action team, my nonprofit events, and they're compensated every time that they uh, attend one of the Excellent.
0: events. And let's talk about that. You have a nonprofit called Community Action Team, yes. Cat, CAT, and you uh, uh, many of your activities are run through uh, this uh, nonprofit, right. and where it generates uh, some substantial income, you can then put it to charitable appropriate charitable uses that's right so we started
1: a nonprofit about 15 years ago i was already doing the dog parades and spelling bees i was already doing the beach cleanups and operation santa paws but we want... Right, Santa Paws? Right. I gotta stop you there.
0: What is Operation Santa Paws? So
1: each December for the month we collect toys and treats for shelter dogs and cats. Um, These are uh, animals that are trying to look for their forever home. So we uh, deliver toys and treats to about 4,000 shelter dogs in Southern California. I personally go to four various shelters in our area, but we also have affiliates in about 30 different states. So it's basically, you put out a, a collection box at a veterinarian's office or at a, a pet food supply place or at a coffee shop and ask people to bring toys and treats. Then you go and pick those things up and deliver them to your favorite uh, sh- shelter or adoption group.
0: Wow, from soup to nuts, you, you complete the transaction. That, that's, yes. that's marvelous. <laughs> soup <to> nuts. <laughs> uh, Now, I learned through my sources, namely you, that you once were a singer.
1: I was. Um, When I first moved to California 21 years ago, I was living in North Hollywood, and I was singing for Disney special events. So I sang at the world premiere of Mulan, the world premiere of Hunchback, um, sang in Las Vegas, sang at El Capitan Theater, sang at Disneyland. I was a Dickens caroler and also was a singing sergeant for the Toy Story show. Um, I grew up singing in church choirs, singing in uh, choirs at, a cappella choir in college, traveled to Europe. Um, I was singing in uh, Zambia, Africa on a missions trip before. In fact, I I spent, uh, next summer will be my seventh time to Africa. I enjoy going back each year.
0: Wow! Well, more with this amazing man after these messages. make me wear my bike helmet. taught me never to run with scissors. And to follow the swimming rules, you tell me to stay away from drugs. To always buckle my seatbelt. So
1: why do you keep a loaded gun in your drawer?
0: How safe is that?
1: You ask them to follow some safety rules? Now they're asking you. In fact, they're counting on you. Never let your gun get into the wrong hands. Remember, always lock it up. Visit ncpc.org. Charter Our Community, along with our partners at Rebuilding Together, have helped more than 1,100 homeowners in the communities Charter serves, and we're helping more every day.
0: Everything is fantastic. I can't believe it.
1: At Charter, we're committed to improving the places people call home and ensuring that families live in safe and suitable housing. It's just a big blessing for me. Couldn't do it by myself. Visit charterourcommunity.com for helpful
0: home safety tips or for information on how you can get involved. We're back with our conversation with Justin Rudd. Justin, the National Adult Spelling Bee has come under your wick.
1: That's right, I started the National Adult Spelling Bee many years ago. It's a $1,000 prize when we get spellers from all over the country. Um, last year, a woman from Southern California won. The year before, it was a gentleman from Georgia. The year before, from Alabama. The year before, from Virginia. Not um, the states
0: you would guess would have national winners i'm I'm sorry (laughs) they're they're
1: terrific yeah they they will have a southern accent but they can sure spell um and we also do the national kids spelling bee so it's for kids who are in grades three four and five no
0: i don't understand i remember growing up as a kid which was some years ago and there were spelling bees and this was before your spelling bees so how did you harvest uh this national adult spelling bee. Right,
1: through? I always had spelling bees growing up as well and I did okay, um but we never had an opportunity to go any farther than the school spelling bee. There there just weren't um opportunities like that. But when I'm um when I was starting my nonprofit, I wanted to be able to have a way for kids to excel and to win at education, something educational. So I just started the kids, the National Kids Spelling Bee. And I, I, I could have done it just for kids in Long Beach, I could have done it just for Southern California, but why, why, why stop there? There wasn't already a bee for kids, so I created the National Kids Spelling Bee. And
0: that's actually held here in Long Beach?
1: Yes, both events are held in Long Beach. We hold them at Bayshore Church. Uh, that's where i happen to go to church so i have a good relationship with the staff and they're fine for us to have the bees there in the sanctuary i have the bees there
0: i think yes. of uh, saturday night live and the bees um, <laughs> camp Justin, uh, with that name, obviously, this has to be a program near and dear to your heart. Well, when I started Camp Justin five or six years ago, I just
1: was using it as a working title and it just has kind of stuck. But basically, Camp Justin takes incoming high school seniors who are somewhat disadvantaged. Uh, Maybe they have a a tough home life or um, a a tough, tough parent uh, situation going on, or they just can't afford a lot of opportunities to go and experience things. So Camp Justin is a day camp and it's held for seven days and we take kids on various uh, outings. Uh, for example, a few years ago, we flew them to Las Vegas for the night. We stayed at a five-star restaurant, the Bellagio. I had never stayed there nice. before. Right, so there's their first flight. They've never flown in in a jet. Um, so and they get to stay at a five-star place. We eat uh, buffets, we start, saw a Cirque du Soleil show went on the roller coaster at the I'm drawing a blank, Um, New York, New York. Yeah, They had the big roller coaster there. So
0: you're with them and there's also a chaperone. Right, the
1: chaperone's usually the uh, security officer from the school. Um, Last year we worked with Operation Jumpstart and that's where we got our students who participated and we just took a staff person with us each day And how many
0: students go on this each year? Right,
1: so it's a van. So we have a 15-passenger van. So we can hold about 12 to 13 students
0: plus a a chaperone and then I'm the driver. Nice, nice. Well, that's... I'm active in CCEJ, and we have a Building Bridges program where uh, we take uh, some of those same kind of kids to the mountains for for a weekend. Right. And I was shocked to learn, and this won't be a shock to you, I'm sure, that many of our youngsters in Long Beach never get to the beach. Now, how can you not get to the beach when you live in Long Beach? Well, uh, some transportation or other reasons, they don't. So opportunities to bring kids just to the beach is right. something special.
1: Right, and we, we've done that with the 30-minute beach cleanup. We've bust students in who have never been there. Also with Camp Justin, we we visit presidential libraries that are here in Southern California. We visit sure. university campuses, so they're getting tours. They meet the mayor and all of the council persons. They'll have a um, an etiquette lesson at a five-star restaurant in town. We'll visit the... Um, the downtown courthouse and Judge uh, Danny Lowenthal's um, chambers, and he'll give us a private tour. So they're meeting all kinds of influential people. We're eating um, uh, dinners and getting the the um, police chief and the fire chief, so they're meeting all kinds of people.
0: What, what an opportunity, and uh and this is something probably from another world for a lot of these kids. Uh, yeah, it's the first time
1: understand. for all of this stuff. We stayed at the Queen Mary overnight last year. Yes. We went to the,
0: to the mountains
1: as well, to Arrowhead, stayed a night there.
0: And you get cooperation and donations from these various venues to, to bring these kids. Yes, all
1: of the restaurants we do, but uh, a lot of the money though comes from the Long Beach Turkey Trot. In fact, the Turkey Trot funds about 90% of my nonprofit's work for the year. Really? So, yeah.
0: So that's super. And you important. said that that generates uh, a six-figure uh, profit for the foundation. It does. Yes, about one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Wonderful. <laughs> now let's go back to Kenya for a second, because okay. you visit uh, there each year. I do. For a couple of weeks, and you work with uh, with AIDS or- orphans AIDS orphans, right. tell us about that. Sure, so I work with
1: a uh, nonprofit organization in Lakewood called Tumaini International. Tumaini is a, a Swahili word and it means hope. So the idea is to bring these kids hope. So we visit with them in the places where they are living. So these kids who have lost their parents to HIV and AIDS are living with perhaps a grandparent or a an aunt or an uncle or perhaps even a neighbor who knew the kids before their parents died. So they're in a, a traditional home life setting, at, except with, without a father and a mother. And then the, the nonprofit doesn't believe in putting uh, these kids in orphanages, but rather in a more traditional atmosphere. But we visit with them, we will go to their houses, we'll visit at their schools, and we provide medical care and education. We we help to pay for their education, so they have to pay to go to school in Kenya, and they have to wear school uniforms. And oftentimes, because they only the average Kenyan makes about two dollars a day, they can't even afford to go to school. So we will pay for their for their school uniform and for their education, and uh, get them food and housing, and and then the medical care. That's important.
0: And then finally, what kind of future? Uh, is there in store for these kids in Kenya? I think any kid that gets a good education has
1: a fantastic future ahead of them. Um, oftentimes when I'm working in the slum in Nairobi, it's like they, they're, that's all that they know. They've never been outside of the slum, so they don't even know an edu- what a great education is. They don't have access to internet or uh, email to, to look beyond what they know in that slum. So the idea is to get them out of that
0: situation and education is the tool to get them out. Well said, well said. Okay, we'll be back with the rest of our show after these messages. Bill Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. I think Long Beach is so much better off having Justin Rudd as one of our residents, and uh, he and and others also who contribute so much uh, on a volunteer basis to our community add so much to what it means to be living in Long Beach, so thank you for that, Justin. You're welcome.
1: It's an honor to live here. I,
0: th- I think God put me in the right place at the right time, and to be able to do what I'm doing, I love it. And I know you once toyed with the idea of running for council, actually filed some papers, and... Uh, Boy, did you make the right choice not to go (laughs) ahead with that. Uh, uh, You don't have to be an elected official to make a difference. Everyone can make a difference, even just on your block, without doing the manifold things that you do. But each of us can make a difference, and that's one of the themes of our show. And, boy, you're demonstrating that in spades. Thank you. Let me put in a plug for our soon-to-be-started straight to our classic series. Uh, we have been on air, as some of you may know, we're in our 25th anniversary year. And uh, as part of the celebration for that, we've, we've picked out about 25, 25 of uh, your favorite shows and we're re-airing them. <clears throat> and uh, Scan has been good enough to be the underwriter of that we have to re-digitize them and edit them and, and get them ready for airing and so every week, uh, nightly at 7.30 p.m. on LBTV Channel 3, starting November 14th, you'll be able to see a Straight Talk Classic. You won't want to miss them. They're wonderful, special shows. And uh, I think they're an appropriate way to, to celebrate our 25 years. And I, eventually, I hope to uh, digitize the whole collection and donate them to a local library or historical group. So final words about what you do in Long Beach or anything you want to say. Well, I know that in December we've got a free
1: concert coming up at Bayshore Church, and we'll we'll sell it, sell it out. But it's a twenty seven piece brass and percussion group with holiday music. Um, every January we collect socks, about thirty five thousand pairs of socks that we donate to homeless shelters and agencies in our city. So if you want to participate in that, they can also contact me at my website justinrud.com. I also host the Long Beach, California Facebook page. There's eighty three thousand fans on there. And it's the, uh, the biggest fan page for the city of Long Beach if you want to check that out. And you can see what, ask somebody, what, where's the best burrito you or-
0: never, You never stop, you never stop. You, you have I such don't. an eclectic- Why stop? <laughs> you have such an eclectic collection of good things that you do. And, and on behalf of the, the city, we thank you, for, you for all you have done and continue to do. You bet. Thanks for joining us and please be with us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by the Port of Long Beach, the Press-Telegram, and Scan Health Plan. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.